resting in the direct experience of the aliveness that you've been gifted with today. Senses open, allowing, receptive. taking some moments to notice if there are any areas of the body that need special attention this morning. Bringing that kind attention, standing with, standing by those areas of tightness, wound, contraction. With the invitation to soften, release. Allowing the awareness to be inclusive, maybe beginning with sound, broad awareness, the field of sound. Sounds arise and pass. in the open field of awareness. Experiencing directly the sound as energy as it passes through. At times it can feel like a massage. 
not grasping, not pushing away, just allowing. Experiencing sound with the whole body. And just as sounds arise and pass in the open field of awareness, so do sensations in the body. They arise, they flower, they pass away. Our practice is to rest, receive those sensations, allowing them their play. And likewise, the arising and passing of moods, emotions. They too appear in the open field of awareness, the vast, infinite spaciousness. They have their moments, they arise. flower and pass. Aware and tenderly receptive of this play of creation. Likewise, just as sounds, sensations, emotions rise and pass, so do thoughts. The body alive with sensation, the mind alive with thoughts. They're natural, they're not the enemy. 
not trying to control, change, or get rid of. In that same kindly accepting way, we just want to become aware of them. Just like we did with the other phenomena arising and passing. It's a matter of relationship. So for thoughts, there are several skillful means. One is to pay attention to the contour of the thought and not the content. Just simply noticing are the thoughts mostly of video quality pictures? Or is there a running commentary? Words, internal talking. And as you explore the contour, you might notice, are the images in color or black and white? Are they still or moving? Are they clear or fuzzy? Is it kind of an IMAX screen or a little tiny one? So exploring the contour of the video component. And with the audio, where are the speakers? Internally, or are they somewhere outside the head? Whose voice? Yours? Parents? Somebody from CNN? So, with that spirit of investigation, interest, what's this natural thinking process like? So, Nothing is outside our meditation. We bring that same accepting, tender, interested countenance to whatever phenomena arises. Knowing that they all arise and pass. So if you're utilizing your anchor and a strong phenomena weather system comes in, be it sound or strong sensations in the body, strong emotions, or a storm of thoughts, Just allow your breath or whatever your anchor is to recede in the back and receive this new 
visitor with courtesy and interest in that special relationship, that meditative relationship that's not lost or identified, but interested and kindly. And when that phenomena runs its course, taking some moments to re-relax, soften, maybe in the head noticing that certain phenomena brings a tightness. Re-relaxing the neck and shoulders, taking some time, some TLC time, and then landing softly back in your anchor. When you awake from a thought stream, planning, remembering, fantasizing, there's some interesting investigation possibilities. Did you notice where you were 
in the thought stream, the beginning, middle, the end. And when you noticed you were there, did it self-liberate? Just disappear immediately? Did it fade? Or did it intensify? Was there judgment? And when you awake from the thought stream, the story, spending those moments attuning, if you will, to the sacred pause, noticing that difference, noticing also if there is a contraction in the head or body from the experience of that thought stream. 
bringing forth that compassion and re-relaxing. Re-embodying all the senses opening. Taking your time. Really feeling and sensitizing the difference. And then if you so wish, landing back again, once again, in your anchor. No judgment, no harshness. Soft and easy. And if there are those moments where there's almost a complete overwhelm of thinking, taking that little step back, being totally lost is like this.
And for the last couple of minutes of our sitting, I'd like to invite you to let go of your technique. And in a sense, allow your attention to move from all the phenomena arising and passing and resting that attention in the awareness, the vastness that holds it all. It is not disturbed by any phenomena. It's receptive knowing and undisturbed. that slight backward step. The awareness that receives all phenomena without discrimination, with acceptance, So in some ways, um, we're sitting here, we're as receptive as we can be in this given time. Uh, One of the metaphors I like is that of an orchestra. When you're at a presentation and one instrument comes forward and you pay attention to that, you're not really jumping up on the stage trying to manipulate that instrument so much. They would remove you from the concert hall. <laughs> and then another, that instrument kind of fades back and then another one takes precedence and then you bring your attention there, that kind of balanced accepting attention and then another and another. So the fact that there is nothing outside of our meditation 
there are some similarities to when we listen to uh, when we listen to music. And today we we emphasized a little bit uh, the thinking process. Um, the body being alive with sensation, the mind alive with thinking. That's what we do. It's part of what helps us survive. It's, uh, it's actually a loving intention from our organism to help us get what we want and be protected, be comfortable. It's a beautiful thing. And sometimes it can be um, a little much, as you might have noticed. And so there's different skillful means, but they all, they all require that, um, uh, that recognition, that acceptance, that kindly allowing of that phenomena. So we can pay attention to the contour, as I mentioned in the instructions, which is really learning what is our thinking process like. We're all a little different. Some people, it's mostly words, you know, like the crawler along the bottom of CNN or something like that. Other people, it's mostly visual. Some have images in color, some in black and white, some moving. Sometimes it's like IMAX, sometimes it's a small, you know. So we can explore it, but in exploring the contour, we're not getting sucked down under into the content. And, but we're learning about our thinking process. We're also noticing when we become aware of our thinking, gee, was that kind of the end of a long story or was that just the beginning or was I somewhere in the middle? Yeah. Did, it, did the thought just disappear or did it gently fade away? Or did it intensify when I noticed? You know, some of the, um, uh, there, there's kind of basic, you know, working with, with thoughts, just noticing, oh, that's thinking. Most of those self, self-liberate, they just, they just disappear. If it's a repetitive thought, a, a, a repeating thought, Oftentimes there are emotions that are driving that. And if we notice a repeater, just, you know, what, wh- what emotions might need to be felt now? You know, or refelt. Um, and then there are those times when there's just a tsunami of thoughts that we can't, you know, we notice them, but they just keep going. You know, and in and, and those times it's like, oh, being overwhelmed with thoughts is like this. It's just another phenomena, you know, and it's just all over the place. But we're not trying to get in there and control it. It's just, oh, well, look at this. Recognizing that underneath it all, it's, it's our organism wanting to do something for us. Maybe a little misguided and maybe it causes us anxiety, but it, it loves us, wants to comfort, protect help us get what we need. And there's another interesting examination for, you know, with thoughts. Okay, so we have a thought 
And then we look in the body and there may be an emotion that arises from that thought or some bodily sensations. Or at other times, we may have a strong sensation in the body which then generates all these thoughts. It's kind of like the cart and the horse are moving all around. It's very interesting. But in that investigation, again, we're not lost in there. We're learning and learning how to be with the changing phenomena of life. Questions? A couple of questions? Anyone? I know you've told us about it a little bit already, but I was wondering if you could speak a little bit about being on retreat. I find myself still caught in the doing mode of meditating. And there's... And I, I'm sorry, the viewing mode? The doing mode. The doing mode. Of, okay. of, of meditating. There's a way in which, like learning any new skill, there's a. There are all sorts of desires that arise about how I want to do it, how I, disappointment when it's not going well. And I, I know you've talked about it already, but I was wondering if you could talk to how you befriend unmindfulness, I guess. The doing or the energetic kind of um, movement towards doing and setting up our meditation actually is driven by a wholesome desire to learn. And as you mentioned, this is learning, learning a new skill. So having that kind of small, calm, guiding meditator's voice in the mind is perfectly fine. It's, it's in a sense, it's just perfectly fine to listen to guided meditations. And, and then there is that experiment, like in the last couple minutes, of letting go of anchor, letting go of technique, and just for some moments directly experiencing this kind of living, bubbling cascade of all this phenomena without any doing, so to speak. You know, and in there we're getting we're we're developing when we practice in that way the membrane that we feel between ourself and everybody and everything else in our biosphere starts to get really porous. And as we feel the aliveness bubbling here, and I'm feeling Mary and Tara and Jonathan and Ellen and every, you know, John, everybody in, you know, here and then the environment. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but it really <laughs> felt good. <laughs> So maybe that's some of the fruit of, of uh, at times when we can relax our technique and start feeling our connectedness, our, the, the, the truth of the connectedness of all of us. It allows us a little movement out of the illusion of I'm a separate solid self embattled with this world. To be continued. One more question. You stated in the meditation something about um, 
all phenomenon arising without discrimination. And that word hooked me because I think too much. And I was wondering if you could make a distinction for us between judgment and wise discrimination. Judgment can be wise discrimination and it is part of wise discrimination. But there is a continuum of judgment. We could look at it that way. Judgments that uh, demean us, that hurt us in some way by either destroying our confidence, sapping our energy, belittling us, or others um, cause harm. But we're on this earth and we have to make judgments. You know, we have to analyze our situation and make a, a wise discrimination. Oftentimes people that have lots and lots of judgments are, are very discriminating, bright people. And it's the other side of the sword when that sword cuts us, um, cuts someone else. So we can't do without judgment or decision making or discernment. And there are different flavors of it. And when we can feel the toxicity of it, um, then, then we know we need to make an adjustment. Is it helpful? Enjoy your day. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.